What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Melanated Family? Man, this is your boy Harrison. Brand new episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. Happy to have everybody back in the building with your boy. How's everybody doing, man? What's been going on? A lot of stuff going on in the news. A lot of stuff going on in the world. You know what I mean? But me and my boy Jermaine Morris, he got to give him a second to get here. Me and my boy Jermaine Morris is going to talk about the Kwame Brown situation. Just give our perspective on the brother's opinions, like how effective has his message been? Uh, how has it affected like the masses of people? Talk about some of the, the, the core issues that he has with like the NBA and um, some of the black men that are on TV who, who seem to be more leaning towards being more for the system opposed to being or having pride in black people in particular, you know what I mean? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get to all of that. Um, I'm happy to be back, man. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. Like we do, you know what I mean? Sometimes we do interviews where we talk to people in the community about what's going on in, in their life, whether they be a father, whether they be a business owner, just somebody moving and shaking in the community that I think can be in, that I think can be influential to all of us and just be inspirational as well, right? So sometimes we interview people, we have conversations, sometimes we talk a lot about news stories, it all depends on what's going on. Excuse me, I decided recently that I am going to talk about news stories still. I just want to make sure it's pertinent information. I just want to make sure it's things that you guys can grasp onto. The the ultimate goal in talking about um, news stories and things like that, it's all just to get black people riled up, like to... Make sure we understand how serious it is out here for us. You know what I mean? Sometimes my whole thought process behind it has been, you know what I mean? Sometimes we be out here playing. Sometimes we not necessarily taking how we're treated in our community serious enough. And this is from people outside of the community, but this is from how we treat each other inside of the community too. There's, you know, it's important that we begin having conversations about, yeah, racism is a motherfucker. Yeah, we, we have to deal with, with white supremacy and all these other things. But what about not the whole black on black crime cloak that is put on our community, but in general, all of us aren't living up to our end of the bargain. Like if we gonna talk about how we're treated with, uh, from people outside of the community, it's really important that we start talking about how we treat each other inside of the community too. Like close the door and have conversations about, all right, what the fuck can we do differently to make sure we not harming each other? Like what can we do differently to make sure we not bringing some of this shit on, not bringing it on ourselves as far as how people treat us outside of the community. But if we're going to repair all of this shit, we got to look at us too. You know what I mean? So that's always something important to do. Also on the show, we do something called the Black Business Spotlight, where we look at different black businesses around the country that I think it's important that we try our best um, to support. The health of our community is partially, um, the, the finances is a large part of that, right? So we all spend a lot of money every year. We all spend a lot of money when it comes to Christmas and shopping and all these stupid ass holidays. This is cool, but we need to start putting some of those funds back into our community, right? We need to start making it a point to put some of that money back into the hands of people who look like us. And it's not about just supporting a black business, but it's about supporting a qualified black business, right? I don't want you to give your money to somebody who just look like you. 
You know what I mean? We need to make sure this is a business that's qualified, a business that's been around for a while, a business that's professional. You know what I mean? We work hella hard for our money. It don't make sense just to give somebody your goddamn bread just because they black. You know what I mean? So we're gonna talk about the black businesses. And then once my brother Kwame, I mean, once Kwame Brown, once my brother Jermaine Morris get here, we're gonna get into the Kwame Brown situation. You know what I mean? The brother has been causing a ruckus online. Um, I I love what he's doing. Like his his perspective is needed, you know what I mean? But we're gonna break it down though. Like, is he going at the right people? Is his approach the right way? Are we as a community too hell bent on drama? Like, let's say the brother came at the same situation in a calm manner, where he was talking hella calm, wasn't cussing nobody out, like wasn't presenting so much controversy, would everybody still be fucking with it? You know what I mean? Because I don't mind us calling to the table different black men in different organizations that's not doing right by us. Because that's pretty much what he's speaking about. You know what I mean? He, he, he pretty much speaking about how these organizations treat black athletes, how corporations treat the body of black men, right? How, how some of these commentators get on, get on the airwaves and degradate black men. Now, it's one thing to say you had a horrible game and I didn't like the way you played, right? Like, that's a commentator's job to a degree. But it's another thing to get on your platform and come up with stupid-ass nicknames for them. Or it's another thing to get on your platform and be dismissive of, of, the, of the man as a human being. You know what I mean? So once my brother get here, we're going to get into a breakdown of all of that. Because we need to think clearly about shit when we see this type of shit. You know what I mean? Not just jumping on the bandwagon because he's saying some foul shit. So you just want to jump on a bandwagon like, yeah, get him. Nah. Critically think, is he telling the truth? The people he's mentioning, can we look at their pedigree and see that they've been doing us wrong or that they've been coons or that they've been men in the community that's that's not for us? You know what I mean? We need to do like a breakdown of this shit to get an idea of what's actually going on. You feel me? So we're going to get into that today. Now, first thing we're going to do, oh, first things first, if you are in the Sacramento area, if you are in the Sacramento area, please, if you hear my voice, on the 20th, which is this Sunday, June 20th, I'm having my third annual Father's Day softball game. Third annual Father's Day softball game. Everybody's invited. Typically, you know, the first two years of the event, it was pushed to promote fatherhood, which it still is. And fathers are encouraged. That was the first people I had in mind. But if you know a single mom who does not have a man in the child's life, bring your son down. Bring your daughter down. They can play in the game just to be around a lot of positive male energy. So if it, even if you're not a father, if you're a mother, if you're a, a man without kids, come be a part of the event just for the community's sake. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a father. You, you can be a mother with, with kids. You can be a mother that's married. Bring, bring your spouse. Like This is a family event. We're going to have a jump house. We're going to have barbecue. We're going to have a raffle for all the fathers in attendance or for all the people in attendance. Um, we're going to have music. Um, we're going to have snow cones. We're just going to try our best to get it in, family. This is the third annual event. Last year, we couldn't do it because of the corona shit that was popping, but everything is clear up now. Today, miraculously, the 15th, you know, no mask are required. Now, I'm not sure if y'all read something, but I'm not sure what what is the stipulations. What happened today, right? Like, what actually took place today to make it so we're not wearing no mask? You know what I mean? It, it's It's this whole coronavirus thing, 
I've been up in the air about it simply because I don't trust the government. The vaccine was made extremely fast, even though they say they've been cooking it, they've been creating variations of it for a long time. It, it, it boils down to me simply, if I'm in a relationship with America, me being a black man, right? Me being a melanated man. If I'm in a relationship with America, this has been a very tumultuous relationship. This is, I'm like an abused person in a relationship, right? So if you're in a relationship with a motherfucker that's been beating your ass, that's been beating your ass, that's been, that's been dogging you out for the longest, and they say, hey, do this, or here's something to help you, you probably going to be a little reluctant, right? So I don't have no big conspiracy theories about what a vaccine is going to do to my body. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to say I'm going to go there. It's just the fact that I don't trust the government. Anything the government tells me is good for me, anything the government tells me I need to do to get to point B, I'm just weary of it. And if I'm cool, if I feel okay, I'm not taking no goddamn vaccine. Today, like I said, today the mask shit is over. You feel me? So we ain't got to wear the mask no more, coincidentally, just all of a sudden today. Can somebody point to me what was the... What was the protocol they took to, de to determine June 15th of 2021 everything is cool? You know what I mean? Maybe it's, a, maybe it's based on the amount of people who've been vaccinated. I don't know, but I don't trust the government. And all this shit coming out about different horrible things happening to people who take the vaccine. All this shit coming out. We always get news about how horrible something was for us after the fact. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to be somebody who got vaccinated and realized in 15 years that I took some shit that's going to stop my right leg from moving or some shit. You know what I mean? So I just don't trust the government, man. If, if the United States would like to give me mandates that I just follow, first we got to create a better relationship between us. You feel me? I don't trust you motherfuckers. And trust, isn't trust like the, the one of the primary factors in any relationship right so if you've given us if you've given us the tuskegee experiment where you were experimenting on all of our family members just for the shit of it right for the uh well for the fuck of it if if we're in a situation where you are when black people go to hospital this is back in the day black people go to the hospital and because you felt black people didn't feel as much pain you misdiagnosing us or you're not giving us the right uh prescription like our relationship with that, with 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 the the United States, as far as um, the health department, with hospitals, with with the medical field, right? All of this shit is sketchy to say the least. So you're gonna have to create more trust in our community before I just do what the fuck you said. You can't just get some doctors, some black doctors or some black celebrities to say the vaccine is cool for me just to jump with it. That'll make that'll make no sense. I'm gonna think for myself. And you ain't going to tell me if there's a horrible virus going out there, all these people walking around loosely wearing masks is going to prevent this shit from actually affecting my body. Or, hope oh, you ready, Jermaine? All right, brother. Let me bring you on. Hold on one second. Let me bring you on. Let's see here. Wait, no. Let's see here. Let's see here, Jermaine. Hold on one second. Jermaine, I have to, I, I think you have to uh, request to be on the live. Let me see.
me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let me see, now invite friends to watch. Yeah, I think you have to request to be on the live, Jermaine. Let me see, let me see. Here, actually, hold on one second. Let me try one more thing. Let me try one more thing. I'm going to bring you on right now, player. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see. I'm going to bring you on right now. Hold on one second, Jermaine. We're gonna get you in here, player. God damn it, where is the no, no, no. No, let's see here. Let's see, let's see here. Maybe here, maybe here, maybe here. Here, let me try this. I think you have to request to be on here, but let me try something. See, it says, bring him on a watch. I think you have to request to be invited, player. I think so. Let me see something here. Let me see something. Let me see something. Let me see All right, hold on one second, Jermaine. See if you can request to, to come on the live with me, bro. Everybody bear with me. I'm trying to bring my brother Jermaine Morris onto the live so we can have this discussion about Kwame Brown. And it just skipped my mind. I've done this shit a thousand times before. Okay, let me see here. Let me see. Wait, tap the... Hold on one second. Excuse me. It's not. Let me see here.
Jermaine, maybe if you go out and come back in, because it's not telling me that you're watching. Normally when it says the person is watching, I can bring them on camera. So here, I'm going to keep on going, Jermaine. Let's, let, let, let's keep working on that. I'm having a brain brain fart here, dude. It's not... Let me bring it back. Hold on a second. That's not working out for me. All right, Jermaine, let's let's keep trying to trying to do it, bro. See if you can request to be invited onto the live because right now it's not quite giving me that option. Let me try one more thing. No, that's the right to comment. Let's see. No, that's invite to watch. God damn it. Okay. See if you can request to, to come on the live, Jermaine. But let me keep keep going on. Let me keep going. So just real quick, before the, before the brother Jermaine come on again, I want to touch on the two black businesses for the week. The two black businesses for the week. First black business, a business that I've spoke about many times in the past. You're still here. Um, is there any way to request to be on the live, Jermaine? Can't you hit like the, the little man at the bottom of the screen? It should give you the ability to request to be on the live. It should give you the ability to request to be on the live, fam. Okay, let me keep on going real quick because I'm going to have to do this part anyway. All right, so two black businesses. Again, it's important that we support black businesses. Some people think that to be like a revolutionary or to be extremely involved in the community, you have to wear a kufi, you have to march, you have to protest, you have to be involved in the revolution that way. Yes, you can. That's cool. That's important. That's one way to be involved in our revolution. Another extremely important way to be involved in the revolution is by supporting black businesses. Fine. I present black businesses that I vet that I actually shop with, that I find that are that are beneficial, that have quality clothing, quality products. I find them myself, right? But let this be an inspiration to you. Even if you don't rock with the company I'm presenting to you, that's fine. Like, find another company that you think would, would be um, great for all of us to shop with. Use your social media to say, hey, I went to this black business today. They was great, gave me a good product. I like the service. I like the food. I like the clothes. I like whatever it, it may be whatever it may be, and tell us all about it so we can all become a part of that. You know what I mean? When we talk about Black Wall Street and how, excuse me, a lot of times we we um, emphasize the importance of a new Black Wall Street. We emphasize the importance of we're all working together, collaborative efforts, all this type of shit. Great. We got to start somewhere, though. If you're an average black person who don't really get involved in protests or don't really get involved in all this revolutionary shit you see people doing, we need you too, fam. Like, all of us got to get on board for this. And one of the ways to do this is by supporting black businesses. So I want everybody to go to melaninapparel.com. 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 On this website, you'll find shirts, of course, sweaters, um, sweaters, jackets, uh, uh, basketball jerseys, kids' clothes. A lot of, they got a, ni a lot of nice uh, uh, baseball jerseys as well. This is something I didn't see on the site last time I was there. 
baseball jerseys like a Malcolm X stripe baseball jersey, Wakanda jersey, Juneteenth baseball jersey, uh, a Black Dad Magic basketball jersey, which actually looks fly. So that's another thing, family. They got a lot of jackets on here or hoodies. It's getting kind of hot, so you may not want to get a hoodie now. But just in general, you know, it's important, too, when we support in businesses and we giving our love to different companies. Again, let's not just do it because the business is black, family. Let's find some fly shit. Let's find some shit that you would wear anyway. Not that it has a black message on it or anything. Let's just find stuff that we'd wear anyway. You know what I mean? And if you go to Melanin Apparel, you'll find a lot of different clothing that, I, that I'm sure you'll be interested in. They have a lot of different accessories as well. Hold on one second. They have a lot of different accessories as well. So if you want home decor, if you want cup. Bring them on over. Like, go to Middleton Apparel, find them something dope to wear. Instead of going to Macy's, instead of shopping with these billionaire white companies who don't really give a shit about us, let's put money back into our community. This is the prime way to do it, family. Go to Melanin Apparel again. It's not just that they have the clothing, but the clothing is fly, family. It's something that you'll want to wear anywhere that you go. That part is important. Like, it's not just a thing to, um, I, I want to support you because you black, but I got to like the shit too, right? <laughs> I have to I have to be into the clothing that, that you present me for it to actually work the way I want it to work. For me to Tell everybody about it. You know what I mean? So on the website, like I said, the accessories, they got bags for women. Let me see what else here. They got bags for women. They got pillows. Um, they got lighters. Let me see here. You see under home decor, they got blankets. Here, let me get this out the way. Let me get this out the way. They got blankets. So a lot of good, a lot of good, um, a lot of good clothing here at melaninapparel.com. So go, there he goes. There he goes. There go my boy right Make sure I can hear him and everything once you come on. Get this thing popping. Let's see here. So yeah, Melanin Apparel, everybody. Go to Melanin Apparel today. MelaninApparel.com. Buy some of the gear. After you buy some of the gear, tell everybody. Tell everybody. Now, I know we have this thing in our community where sometimes when we support black business, we almost waiting for us not to like the shit so we can say, see, that's why I didn't shop with them. See, that's why I didn't get the clothes. See, this is why I don't support black business. Let's stop that shit. If you buy something from somebody that I mentioned and you don't like it, the size is wrong, it took a long time to get to you, Reach out to them. Hit them in a DM. Hit one of the little contact boxes that they have so that you can contact them. Go about it the right way. Like, go about it as 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 professional as possible because we all know, and I say this all the time, when we go to a little old Asian store, when we go to Walmart, no answer from the live guests. I'm trying to bring you on, Jermaine. I'm going to try again. I'm adding you again. Yeah. So like I was saying, we go to stores all the time that don't that aren't run by black people and we give them the benefit of the doubt. There is it's a store in our neighborhood that has done us wrong one time, two times. We can see past that shit 
because we want the Wong Tung soup, goddammit, or because we want the Asian rice, or we want the the Indian store that got all the goddamn shirts talking about your neighborhood. You want that, right? So you forgive them and you go back to them. We need to do the same thing. We need to do the same thing for black businesses. If you don't like something that happens, hit them in their contact box, hit them, DM them, find a way to contact them. A, I ordered a shirt. It hasn't came yet. A, I ordered a shirt. It's the wrong size. I've bought clothes from Melanin Apparel. Everything came on time. Everything was right where I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a problem. You know what I mean? So let's, let's understand that you can be dealing with a company that never really makes mistakes. And then when they get to you, there was some type of mishap, some type of misunderstanding. No answer from the live video guest. I'm not sure why it's not bringing you on, bro. Here, I'm going to try again. We'll receive an invite to join you. You got, you got to click that invite, player. I don't know if it's uh, your internet service, my internet service. I'm rocking with that. There we go. Oh. <laughs> What's up, man? Can you see me? Yeah, I can. I was trying to do it through my computer, but it's only letting me do it through my phone. Okay. It looked good, though. All right. <laughs> it looked good, though. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm good. How you doing? Ain't nothing to it, man. You know, same old, same old. Hey, I uh, I've been watching the um show you do. What's the female? The show you do with the female? Uh, Celeste. About mental health. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, Celeste. I like that. Celeste, the therapist. Yeah. I like that. That's dope. Yeah. Hey, uh, thank you. Thank that, you. That's dope. Focusing on yeah, mental health. Nice yep. Yep. Everybody get their mind right. Uh huh like we all should. Okay, so <laughs> me finish this up real quick. So that was the first black business. Second black business. Second black business. My boy, Zoe Williams, is releasing a book called The Shrouded, the, the, the Shrouded Lighthouse. The Shrouded Lighthouse. So Zoe Williams is, is a radio host, um, a great radio host. You know what I mean? He's the author of seven books. He's a relationship coach. He's been on television. He's been on the radio. Great, great dude. If you're not familiar with who Zoe Williams is, please look him up online. Please, please look him up. He does a show on YouTube, but the brother just has a wealth of knowledge. And he this is like his third book. So he has the relationship dismount. He has the holographic relationship. I have all three books, actually. So if you're in a relationship, whether you think the relationship is going great, whether you're having issues in a relationship, whether there's some unresolved issues, information like this can go a long way in helping you out. Information like this can go a long way in just making you hope it hopefully you can see a different perspective. Sometimes that's what it's about. Like sometimes we get to an age where we think we, we know every fucking thing. Nah, get some information. Whether you listen to podcasts, whether you listen to damn Dr. Phil, whoever you want to listen to, sometimes you just need a different perspective. I prefer to go to people who look like me because they going through the shit from my viewpoint. You know what I mean? So the Shrouded Lighthouse, if you go to the website right now, the brother is selling the book. The, the pre-sales are going right now. Um, it'll be, the book should be released, I think, later this month. The first 500, the first 500 orders will receive an autographed copy from Zoe William himself. So this is a, this is an advertisement for my brother's book, but he's just an all around great dude that has taught me a lot in my life. And I think everybody in our community can learn from him. Some of us may not know who he is, but go to the shroudedlighthouse.com or just 
click on, just go to Google and put in Zoe Williams books, Z-O Williams books. It should come up the different books that he's had. Let's do a better job of communicating in relationships. Let's get out of our own way and do a better job of just being the people that we should be. And just because we're older and I'm, and I'm running into this a lot, I have to check myself sometimes. Just because I'm 40 don't mean I can't learn nothing. Just because I'm 40 don't mean I can't listen to another man give me some good game about some shit I should do. Especially us who didn't have a man in the house. Especially us who didn't have a father, who didn't have any type of male tutelage. We need to be aware that sometimes we just out here winging it. Like we don't, we don't, I don't, I don't know who you using um, as your reference point. But sometimes using using your cousin who who had seventeen girlfriends and he was this cool dude, but he was a player. He may not be the best dude to get relationship advice from. I'm learning that there's men in my life who I love dearly, who are who I love dearly, who have gave me so many, um, have given me so much great information about life in general, right? But if you need your car fixed, you shouldn't be going to the pharmacist to get your car fixed. Something wrong with your car. <laughs> Don't go to the doctor. You got to go to somebody who fixes cars. You know what I mean? So we got to use that same ideology when we talk about relationships. Even though some of us have been in relationships for a long ass time, we've been, so we think we know all the ins and outs. No, you don't. Learn something new. Learn something new. So go to the shroudedlighthouse.com or go to Google and put in Zoe Williams books and all three of his books should pop up, family. So let's get this thing going. What's up, my brother, Jermaine? <laughs> What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> nothing much, brother, nothing much. So I wanted to bring you on because I knew you would have, like, some insightful information about <laughs> this whole Kwame Brown thing, right? Because I'm, okay. I've been sitting back watching, and I appreciate the brother's commentary, right? Um some of the things he says, if you listen to conscious black people, or if you listen to black people who are critical thinkers, a lot of people have been saying some of these things for a long time, right? Yeah. But I think based on, I think based on who he is, I think based on the fact that he's been like the bud of a lot of these jokes for a lot of years, yeah. based on the fact that we never heard the brother talk <laughs> like all of this shit they've been saying about him for years. We ain't really heard him say much. So it's been intriguing the people, you know what I mean? But I want to talk to you about like initially hearing him discuss the things he's been through and how he view these people, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes. Initially, how did you feel about his approach? Uh, his approach, it was fine with me. Um, Cause I mean, Something that's important to remember with him is he all he did was respond to people. So every name he's mentioned mm. is in response to. So there's nobody's name he's picked out where he mentioned them first. So to address Stephen A. Smith, uh, Matt Barnes, uh, Stephen Jackson, and that now the list is gone to like Charlemagne the God and Dr. Boyce Watkins, and mm -hmm. the list, list is getting mm -hmm. pretty long. Uh, these are all people who spoke on him first. So I got no problem with, with the way he's going about it. Because, I mean, this man was by himself okay. for two uh, years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minding his okay. own business. So how about this? So minding his own business. Now, 
So let's say though, because I'm because I'm, I'm a hitch with some shit here. So let's just say his I his his method is to bring awareness to uh how these people are frauds or how these people are attacking black folks. Like his method is to bring awareness to all of this. Do you think calling them bitches and verbally being disrespectful? Do you think that's a do you think that's the correct way to go about like if he's attempting to have a conversation, do you think that's the correct way to go about it? Depends. So I think I would have to take them case by case. So if you take okay. Stephen A. Smith, who spent a decade during this man's career telling him he was nothing, a bona fide scrub, worthless, all this sort of stuff, he got, he's well within his rights if he got choice words for Stephen A. Smith. Uh, for Stephen Jackson, mm -hmm. who he knew personally, uh, if if he, they had issue and Stephen Jackson, instead of addressing him, using his name on his podcast, I think he's fine to talk about him. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Matt Barnes, mm -hmm. Matt Barnes had choice words for him. You know, so his response mm -hmm. is in time. Uh, I, but I think that, you know, even even Charlemagne, who was talking, speaking on his family. So, I mean, if the, the thing is, like, can you does your message get lost with profanity and all this stuff? It can. But when he speaks on the community stuff, he's just talking when he's addressing these people who have done something specifically to him is when he's got these, these, these words. So if you can listen mm -hmm. to it and hear what he's saying, because 85% of what he's been saying these last few weeks, it's got nothing to do with the trash talking. You know, 85% of what he's saying is talking about the community building. Like I, I watched the interview where he had Devin George come on. Uh, we talk about all the work Devin George has been mm -hmm. doing since he's been retired. Like he's speaking to people who are really doing work and 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 building stuff up. It's just that the the trash talk is what gets the headlines. Mm -hmm. So if, if that's all you're listening Very for, true. then you won't catch the message. But if you actually hear what he's saying, I mean, I, I, I'm not phased by the by calling somebody something, especially if it's deserved. You know? <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Now. How do you feel about, like, because I understand, like, when you speak truth to power and you say it the way he's been saying it, people in our community are going to be drawn to that. Like, people are going to be drawn to that, to that approach. Okay. However, do you think it be, it, sometimes it's a little much as far as the bandwagon shit. Like, when I watch some of his videos and I'm looking at the people comment, I'm looking at other people make YouTube videos about it. I think it would be healthy if we critically looked at everything. So of course, a lot of things he's saying is true, right? But it seems like when a brother like that hits the scene, nobody isn't necessarily critically saying, well, maybe he has a point here, but not a point there. It seems like everybody is like, yeah, get him, get him. Because this is my take on it. Okay. I think if, and you can tell me what you think about this. I think if he would have initially did like his first video and he was calm and he wasn't calling nobody no names and he wasn't speaking on people the way he was, right. I don't think the YouTube public would have jumped on it the way they did. How do you feel about that? 
I mean, well, controversy in, in, in ratchet behavior sells. So, yeah, the more that he comes at them, and, and he's been very clear about naming names, so he's not speaking in broad, mm -hmm. ambiguous terms. Like, he's very clear about who he's talking about. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, I, I agree that it wouldn't have caught on as much. But mm -hmm. I think that the level of disrespect that he showed is warranted by who he's disrespecting. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Matt Barnes who, you know, uh, invited him, well, he's, how was he said, invited him to his genitals. You know, <laughs> you say that to another grown man, you really got to expect some level of disrespect back. Mm -hmm. You know, if you made a living off of insulting somebody's career and his livelihood and, and regard, in no regards for his family or, or, or anything, just you're just going to talk about him any old kind of way. Well, mm -hmm. you know. So, I mean, like I said, so I think that the disrespect that he's showing, it, it, there's there's a place for it. And he's not standing up saying that. I'm trying to be the next community leader. I'm trying to be, you know, MLK and, and lead the people to this and that. He's very clear about who he is. He's a country boy who's, who's just calling it like I see it. So I, I just, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I kind of take it for what it is. Okay, yeah. And, and I was... I was just because uh, uh, again, other people have mentioned this before, but I was just happy he tackled like the the commentator piece of it because for years, like I used to be a sports center buff. I watched sports center every night. I would watch it two or three times a day. As I got older, it it, it just became like watching grown men talk about other grown men in <laughs> such a like salacious way. It was something about that that I got to a point where I'm like, why y'all talking about these brothers like that? Because it used to be they just commented on what happened. And, man, I think once commentators start making a lot of money, once they became personalities themselves, it became they almost start stunting on the players. Like Stephen A. Smith is notorious for this, where he talk about players like he could go out there and dunk himself. And, yeah. he, and, and they had Jalen Rose had to remind him you sucked in high school, fam. Like, yeah. calm down a little bit. You can't be coming at these grown men, giving them nicknames and shit, when you couldn't even do this if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think context is important, too, so with, with Kwame Brown. So Kwame Brown gets drafted, number one, to a team that didn't want him. So he, he, was, he was almost like Kobe with Charlotte. He was drafted to get traded. And the trade didn't mm -hmm. go through. And so he's got Michael Jordan to start off his career with. And mm -hmm. there are grown men who couldn't deal with Michael Jordan. The, the way he was, the, the way that he, as intense as he was, I mean, there's all kinds of stories in Chicago. He was socking players in the face and the, the disrespect he showed to teammates. Jordan mm -hmm. was like that with a teenager. And then he gets out of that situation and ends up with Kobe. And he ends up with Kobe after Shaq left and Shaq won a ring in Miami. So you got Kobe who's trying to, to, to prove that he can run this team without Shaq after Shaq won a ring. So you can imagine what he left to then what he signed up for. So you got Jordan over there who was berating and belittling you and was not helpful. You get Kobe, who's got no patience or tolerance for anybody at that point in his career. So he's playing. He had injuries. He had problems, whatever. There was no – nobody was trying to hear nothing. 
So, and that's how he's, that was the bulk of his career. So it's like, mm -hmm. he, he was constantly getting, you know, criticized. And he even said, he's like, what would I look like coming out saying, talking bad about Michael Jordan at that point? You know, I'm over here underperforming or whatever, and I'm gonna come out and start talking badly about Michael Jordan. How's that gonna go over? You know, or, or what's he gonna do? Mm -hmm. Start talking bad mouthing Kobe? Three-time champion, this, that, you gonna come over here and now start bad mouthing Kobe? Like, you just, had to, you just had to take it. You know, you just had to take the abuse on the chin. And then you got these guys mm -hmm. out there like Stephen A. Smith who are constantly, you know, talking about him. He said he got the little hands. He can't do this. He can't do that. He's a scrub. He's this, that, and the third. And then I think what, what goes into with the Stephen Jackson and Matt Barros is like, I've been out the game for 20 years. Like, it's not like you just saw me and I refreshed your memory. Like, I've been so out the way and y'all are still dragging me through the mud. And it, and it was just like, I got time today. I got time today for all these years that I had to hold my tongue. I got time today for all these people who insulted me. And, you know, that's my, I'm my mama's child and, and like call me everything but a child of God, like on national television. I got time today. And so everybody's getting his time right now. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay. Now, <laughs> because, yeah, overall, I agree with everything he's saying. Like, I've thought a lot of these same things myself. Now, to be, because I, <clears throat> I separated by who he's talking to, right? So, in my opinion, I seen initially what Matt Barnes and Stephen Ace, or, 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 or Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson did on their show. Um, all you there still, Jermaine? Dang it, this. Internet boy, I think he's off. You there, still, Jermaine? I think he's off. He's he's gonna come back in a second. He's gonna come back in a second. Internet boy, he's gonna come back in a second. Here, I'm gonna bring him back on camera in a minute. You there, still, Jermaine? Let's see here. I think he's off. He's he's gonna come back in a second. I'm gonna bring him back. So here, my my brother will. He's gonna come back in a second. Here, I'm gonna bring him back on camera in a minute. You there, still, Jermaine? Here, my brother will comment when he come back. But what I was gonna say, hold on one second. So, like when I seen uh, with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson was on the All the Smoke podcast, whatever the podcast name is, and Jenny Bus was on there. They didn't say much. Like they hinted, they was like, I think two players got traded. And one of the players was Kwame Brown, and they hinted that either she didn't get enough for the trade, or they hinted at the fact that Kwame Brown was included, and they did like a little, they made like a little snark, like they tapped each other, or something like that. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, they didn't say much, but they insinuated that he sucked, basically. You know what I mean? And I, and I guess for him, that was enough for him to kind of go in on him. And again, I'm not judging the brother because... I can only imagine how it feels sitting back for years upon years hearing people talk about you in this manner and not really saying nothing, right? Like not really coming to the forefront and defending yourself or anything like that. But at the end of the day, what is he supposed to do after all this time? Like if you finally get to the point where you tired of motherfuckers clapping at you and saying shit that you don't like, eventually anybody's going to get tired of that. You know what I mean? Now, something I want to talk about with Jermaine once he comes back on, I'm wondering where's the brother platform going to go from here? Like, is he going to, 
continue just to call people out because I've been seeing like he has an issue with Boyce Watkins and he's continually doing videos about Boyce Watkins and like expressing his opinions about him, which I rock with Boyce. So I don't really see, I'm, I don't like everything that Boyce says or everything that he does. And to me, Kwame is just highlighting some of those things, you know what I mean? Some of those things where he gives like backhanded compliments. It looks like he's with you, but he's saying all these little remarks. Anybody who he's saying this about, you're probably gonna have some 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 words for that. You know what I mean? But I'm when when my brother Jermaine Morris come back, we're gonna talk about like where does his platform go from here? Do we see him just being like one of the brothers online that's extremely empowering and empowering the community, bringing good guests on because he had Judge Joe Brown on the show i didn't see the whole episode but i've seen enough of it to know that they had a great dialogue going on you know what i mean let me try to bring my brother back on hold on one second you know what i mean but we need ultimately i want to talk about the brother kwame brown because we need more brothers like him in the community again like every person that i listen to whether it be on youtube any platform that they have I don't completely agree with anybody. Like, none of us should completely agree with what anybody says. You know what I mean? But, but ultimately, speaking truth to power, there's always space for that. Like, sometimes some of the um, Black men we see on TV that are paid by these corporations, sometimes they can't keep it real. You know what I mean? Some, sometimes they can't say exactly what the shit is. Now, I'll be honest, I think, again, just speaking to the individuals that he spoke about directly, of course, Stephen A. Smith, I've always had problems with Stephen A. Smith, just how he approaches black athletes, how he approaches his job, really, like the yelling and the screaming and the all that capping. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't really rock with that energy. Early on, I did, but once I seen how he talked about players, and he's just real arrogant to me, and this is a motherfucker that can't even ooh. So I don't know, in general, I don't think nobody should be talking about something talking about a sport, talking about a, 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 a business, talking about anything this critical that you can't do yourself. Like, giving your opinion about a basketball player, giving your opinion about his talents is one thing, but once y'all start getting all this money, in my opinion, y'all start talking shit about him. It became giving him nicknames and calling him a scrub and all this kind of shit. That's bordering personal attacks. And again, this is a man that you can't hoop better than or you probably can't beat his ass. You know what I mean? So in what world do we have men who can sit on a platform with a suit on and talk all this shit about another man with no repercussions, with millions upon millions upon millions of people watching? You know what I mean? That's why, like I was telling Jermaine, I used to be a staunch uh, uh, supporter of Sports Center. Like, that's all I would watch is Sports Center. That's all I would watch is Sports Center, different type of sports. As I got older, I realized, man, I don't really want to listen to these dudes talk about other grown men. Like, I'll watch the game. I'll get my own take from the game myself. I don't need to, I don't need to be hands, I don't need to be uh, 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 fed opinions about what I'm fucking watching. If I want to watch the game, I'll watch it. I'll watch highlights sometimes where they're giving their, in, they're giving their information or they're giving their take on the highlights. I'll watch that sometimes. But just to watch you be super critical of athletes, especially when you couldn't play the sport yourself, that shit comes off to a degree. That shit's kind of feminine. 
that you have all these introspective takes on other men, right? And now if you cut on SportsCenter or any other sports show for the most part, you get these men, some F, some ex-athletes, some not, which to me is worse when it's a motherfucker who ain't even played the goddamn sport. They don't hear ranting and raving and saying how disappointed they are and saying how a player sucks. Uh, it says that you're already a guest on the broadcast, Jermaine. I think when it when it froze up, I'm not sure if that was my my internet or yours, but when it froze up, because on my screen right now I can still see your visual is just uh, um, um, it's just um, blurred out. Actually, I'm going to go out and come right back in, Jermaine. I'm going to go out and come right back in. Hold on one second. Oh, no, there it goes. Okay, continue without guests. Now you can come back on. There we go. There we go. There we go. Let's see here. There we go. There we go. The guest declined. Okay, I'm gonna try to add you again, Jermaine. But but like I was saying, y'all, just cutting on sports talk shows that I've always listened to over the years, they've created so many more, right? Because of the the influx of different sports channels and the different forms of media. It just became this space where we can have all these different sports shows, all these different shows, basically just giving their opinion. And I got to a point, just in general, I'm getting to a point where I don't want to hear your goddamn opinions about sports. I'll watch the game myself. I'll come up with, with my own opinions about what I thought happened in the game and who I – no answer from live guest host. Okay, Jermaine, you can come back in whenever you're ready, folks, whenever you're ready, family. But let me just continue. I – I got to a point where I stopped watching SportsCenter or all those shows because I don't want to hear you criticize men in this manner. That's why I was so appreciative about Kwame Brown's perspective because some of this shit need to be said. Now, of course, listening to other men and, and, and just listening to people who are conscious and people who got their third eye open, like people have been saying this about Stephen A. People have been saying this about just corporations in general, like in how they treat the black athlete and how they speak about the black athlete. I was well aware of that, right? But for this brother, somebody that they've been talking about for years, somebody that, that, that they've been criticizing for years, this was important that he finally said something in the manner in which he said it. And I asked Jermaine about how he approached these individuals, calling them bitches, like calling them being extremely disrespectful. Now, m personally, I don't quite agree with the approach if we're trying to have a effective dialogue, but the brother was just getting the shit off his chest. Like, this is... If you go at somebody, you can't predict the clap back. Like, you can't tell them how to come back at you. You can't tell them how to receive your disrespect. Everybody not going to come at you hella polite and hella respectful. You know what I mean? And in his situation, I completely understand. Now, what I was going to talk to my brother Jermaine about, the Steven Jackson situation and the Matt Barnes situation, when they had Jenny Buss on the show, I didn't think 
what they did warranted that type of disrespect. That's my personal opinion. I didn't feel that. Now, again, if you watch his broadcast, just like Jermaine pointed out, a lot of times he's speaking just truth to power. He's talking about community building. He's talking about what, what, what we need to do in our community. But the highlights will be, let me see, let's get you back on here. <clears throat> the highlights will be um, him cussing somebody out or Becky with the good hair, right? <laughs> and all this shit is funny. <laughs> like, just to be honest, all this shit is funny. But at the end of the day, I didn't quite see the initial... Uh, I guess declined. It said you declined it, bro. The, the, uh, the initial approach he had with, with Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, I didn't quite agree what going at them now because again in my opinion Stephen A or or Stephen I keep saying Stephen A Smith Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes both of these brothers speak truth to power when they can like I haven't seen too much cool behavior from either one of these brothers so I'm up you know because I there are a lot of coons in sports a lot of people who obviously don't have the don't have black men black black people's best interests in mind that's obvious a lot of time. I didn't get that from those two brothers. You know what I mean? Now, with him going at Boyce, again, Boyce has a way of bringing up people's names and shit. And this is my opinion. Bringing up people's names and shit when he shouldn't. Like, speaking on people to have content. This is what I feel. To have content, you speaking on people and you speaking on situations. Sometimes it's shit you don't even necessarily know about. It just seems like because I have this platform and this thing happened, I have to speak about it. When we all need to get to the point where, you know, sometimes shutting the fuck up is okay. Sometimes shutting the fuck up is okay. You don't have to speak on every situation that you see, especially when you don't know about, uh, especially when you don't know a lot about it, or especially when you haven't sought m more information to, to to get a clear perspective on what you're talking about. And voice gave him some advice about not cussing too much in his videos or something like that. But again, if you listen to voice, sometimes he'll give uh, like a, uh, how can I put it? He'll give like backhanded type of information. You see what I'm saying? Where it seems like he's being positive, he's on the up and up, but it's on like some catty shit to a degree. So like I was saying, there's plenty of people that I listen to that have great information, but I don't, listen to everything they say like we got to stop being such followers like you can you can like Kwame and still like Steven Jackson still like Matt Barnes still like Boyce Watkins all these people he he, he he going at I don't think when we listen to a strong brother talk about his convictions and how he feels about shit excuse me we don't have to let that divide us either like you don't gotta pick sides like, that's something else I want to talk about with Jermaine once he come back home. You don't got to pick sides. There we go. What's up, brother? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> I don't know if that's my internet connection or yours, man. I don't know. Like I said, I was trying to use my computer for the longest, but it wouldn't let me like it. So it's not let me use my phone. And it's just having problems with the phone, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, it's better now. Everything looks a little more fluid now. Okay. Now, let's talk, I want to talk to you specifically about uh, the people he was calling out. Because okay. like I said, if you 
man, man, you can tell me if you see different. When I seen Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes have Jenny Buss on the show, Jenny Buss made a comment about a player she had to trade or who was included in the trade. And Kwame Brown name was in it, but Steven Jackson referenced it like yeah. Kwame Brown wasn't nothing. Like like Yeah, his, for nothing. Yeah. Oh, you got nothing. You know what I mean? Now, and then Matt Barnes just tapped him on his just, you know, little tap tap. So we that was some we knew what they meant. Yeah. Right? Now, do you think that warranted his clapback based on what they did in that instance? Well, I guess well, him and Steven Jackson know each other. So Okay. I yeah, think I that. that's I think that's his issue with him. Cause I guess I think they played together one year somewhere or something. So I so I think mm -hmm. there's an issue with Steve Jackson because I like I know you. Like that wasn't necessary. And then Matt Barnes, I guess he doesn't know, but he was just like, I, I, I mean, I, I get his point. He was saying, look, y'all got this platform, all all smokers doing well, doing numbers, you know, iHeart, all this stuff, whatever they're pushing it. He's like, you spending your time to be bad mouthing me when y'all was supposed to be the biggest mm -hmm. activist on the planet la this time last year. You know, mm -hmm. Steven Jackson was, mm -hmm. was up there talking about George Floyd, my twin, Got his daughter, you know, daddy changed the world. Like, I'm supposed to be spearheading, you know, black people coming together and all this growth and stuff. And here y'all are picking at a dude, another black man, who literally did absolutely nothing to you. So, I mean, is that... My thing is, if you pick... If you mess with somebody, you don't get to dictate their response. That's what so, I was just saying. Once you go at somebody, they clap back. Yeah, and, I mean... You push you know I mean? them, they stopped you. You know what I'm saying? You don't get to pick and say that the response was greater than or, or wasn't warranted for the situation. My thing is you picked a, you started mess with a grown man who did nothing to you. So his response, and it's all verbal. So it's not like, you know, he waiting for him in the parking lot. You know, so the fact that they just mm -hmm. talking, um, you know, like I know a lot of people say that I never knew what Kwame Brown sounded like. I'm a Laker fan. I never knew what his voice sounded like until three weeks ago. And, and he played on the squad. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I could not tell you Kwame Brown's voice before. So he out there, and he's retired. He got time. So this is what, this is what you, you start messing with somebody who wasn't messing with you, you know? And then the, some of the other, like even from Steven Jackson and, and Matt to the Charlemagne stuff where you know, Charlemagne was talking like he was trying to do him a favor. Like, he's like, man, leave that man alone and mm -hmm. then start putting his family's personal business out there. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And they're from the same region. Like, not like it's not the mm -hmm. same hometown, like the neighboring town. He's like, you talking about my daddy and my brother and you putting, you know, and you actually know some of my people? Like, that's foul. And, and then you're, mm -hmm. calling, you're, you're talking about my family's character while you have the history that you have. That's what he started getting on him about the, uh, the messing with the minor or whatever, whatever that was Charlotte.